you're starting to create some predictability in the business, which I think it's very, very smart. Mm-hmm. A thousand to fifteen hundred calls on a regular basis, it's gonna give you leads. It's gonna yeah. give you people that you can, you know, start to negotiate with and make offers and find problems so you can come in and solve them and get paid for it. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, Tribe? We are back on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. This is Rafael, your Wholesaling Business Blueprint coach. Today, I have a very special guest on the show. This kid is super young. He's really like one of the uh, definitions of tenacity. I think I think it's he's a very prime example of what tenacity really looks like. Um, I am lucky enough to see this kid operate on a daily basis. And I see him sitting down and just getting honed in and uh, super hyper focused on the stuff that he's doing. I mean, lead generation, working through deals, learning, becoming better, and then pushing and pushing and pushing on a daily, daily basis. What gets me is how young this kid is. So, right with us, we have uh, Mr. Jesus Valdez. What's up, man? What's Glad up, to man? have you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for having me. All right. Uh, full disclosure: before I move uh, forward and and uh, you know going to the story and deal breakdown, everything that everybody wants to uh, listen to. He is dating my daughter. That's how I know how he operates, right? Uh, with that being said, it's very cool to see the development. It's very cool to see how you've progressed over the last you know, couple of years. And I've known you for a long, long time. So uh, I'm very, very happy. I'm honored to, to be part of the journey and then uh, sit down with you and really share your results. So uh, you, welcome man. to the show, man. All right. So from your words, give us a little bit of background on you, um, how you got started, how old you are, when you get, uh, got started, and give us a skinny on it. Yeah. So I'm 21 right now. I got started... When I was like 19, I learned about it like 18 when you were telling me a little bit about it, but I hadn't like no idea. You were telling me about wholesaling. I was like, what is this? You know? Yeah. And then like 19, uh, I remember you invited me to a Sean Terry event. And then from there, I mean, everything just went far because I, I went there. I seen all, you know, the big gurus, everything like that. Seen Carlos Reyes. Um, and then I just seen that guy at the gym too. And then from there, that's when I got an acquisitions job and. I mean, from there, man, I learned the business ins and out because I seen them, how they ran their business. I learned how to talk to people because before I was just super shy, like didn't know how to talk to people that helped me develop. And then from there, you know, a couple of few years later, I just started doing my own thing. And here I am. Uh, one, one thing that you uh, you caught on real quick <laughs> it was, uh, you know, the importance of, of cutting the learning curve. And I think I mean, I know we had a, a bunch of conversations about real estate and I kept telling you about, you know, the uh, the power, right? The ability to to have a wholesaling business and then create a life of freedom and, and de- create a life by design after that. So we had that conversation and then uh, you did the uh, a very smart thing, which was, you know, if it's not paying for mentorship, you go somewhere where you can learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've always been able to get yourself like through the door and find spots where, where you know, knowledge just expands. And, and yeah. you're, you're, you're like a sponge, man. Every time we have a, a talk, uh, you go and then you just execute right after. But you're like a sponge in terms of uh, learning, in terms of progress, you know, deal structures. You, you know a lot more about this business than uh, most people who've been in it for two, three years yeah. uh, do. And, and I think the, the, big, the biggest factor right you know, behind that is the, the tenacity. Uh, you hit the, I mean, you pound the phones like no other. 
It, it's like you, you're, you know, Filipino VA. <laughs> like <laughs> you're just hitting them that hard, and that's really what it takes, right? Yeah. It takes that that commitment. We're either interested in creating a life by design, or we're committed to it. I think, you know, having a lot on that commitment and then uh, hitting that uh, discipline, you know, goes, goes a long, long way. And yeah. you've been able to do that through, uh, through the years. So break it down. I mean, you, you were working for, for another company and that's, you, you got your feet wet in acquisitions and you, and you were negotiating deals. You got exposed to it, right? And kind of cut the learning curve there from an exposure standpoint, um, which I think it, it, it's great, right? To, to go somewhere where you can get training and direction. It's almost like a paid internship. And then just about, what, about four months ago, you decided to just, you know, start your own thing and start prospecting for your own deals, looking for your own deals. How has that uh, been going so far? I mean, it's it's been a blessing and a, and a curse, not a curse, but there's struggles. You know, there's definitely yeah. struggles because, I mean, you're you think you know everything once you leave that paid internship. And then, you know, you get hit with one thing and you're like, what the hell? How do I solve this? You know, they usually solve that. Yeah. Because all I do is acquisitions. It's, it's cool because you get to see the ins and out of the business for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you get exposed to everything instead of just that position you had. But you definitely grow. I mean, you you get exposed to every single part of that business. And I mean, and you just keep growing and growing. And it just, it feels like to yourself, it feels like powerful and motivating. You're just like, I'm really growing because Back then, all I knew was acquisitions. Now I know like dispo, transactions, every single side of it. So, I mean. And you, you, you have to, right? Once you become a solopreneur and you really, I mean, you're handling your own stuff. You have to be able to figure things out. You have to be able to see different angles, not just that one. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that a lot of people just kind of underestimate, right? I'm really good at locking deals. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at marketing. I'm really good at, uh, you know, finding buyers or whatever. But putting it all together is a whole different beast. Finding a way to do it that's efficient, that's a process, it's a whole different, you know, thing. It's a whole different ballgame. And you're you're at that level right now. You're at that stage where you start and you're starting to bring in, you know, VA people to VAs, people to help you uh, just call and then prospect and, and do better and do more so you can focus on on your stuff, which which is acquisitions, right? Yeah. How has that transition from the just you hitting it and then uh, having that sense of doubt that creeps in, that mindset, you know, it's, it's really a challenge, yeah. right? It's really a challenge. How have you dealt with that and how have you transitioned out of that into where you're at right now? So, I mean, me as a person, the way I like to do things is that, you know, like you said, I'm a sponge. I soak up all the knowledge and I just lay in bed at night. I'm like, dude, I'm excited. It's how I wake up the next day and just like head first to it. Just do what I got to do. If I lose a little bit of money, like, cool, you know, just go for it. And then, you know, I, that's what it's a learning I, tax is what it is. What it is. <laughs> you're not losing, learning. you're learning. Yeah. But I mean, definitely hiring other people like a cold caller for you helps a lot because if you're pounding the phones just nonstop, as far as cold calling, I mean, you, you're going to get burned out eventually. So that's why, you know, hiring a cold caller just helps a lot. You have someone to do the cold calling for you. Now you're hitting your leads, doing your thing uh, as far as me. And then I get to. At the same time, they're, they're doing their job, you're doing your job, and together, I mean, it's just going to produce more revenue, more deals. So four months into it, what does it look like right now? Uh, right now, so you have a VA helping you out, right? You have mm-hmm. a VA kind of picking up the, uh, or not not picking up the slack, but helping you on the back end just to, to increase that volume, right? Yeah. For how long are they calling a day? How many uh, they do calls are they making? Six, six hours a day. Six hours a day? Yeah. And then I'm doing three hours on my own of cold calling. Six hours a day and three hours a day. How many people are you guys uh, reaching out to? 
on average a day? A day, total. I'd say about like maybe a, a thousand, fifteen hundred. A thousand to fifteen hundred. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's a big, big number, right? It really is what it takes. Like you can't, I see a lot of people who are hitting, oh, you know what? I made 10 calls today. I made 15 yeah. calls today. Like, no, it's, you have to, you know, ramp it up at a bigger volume. Uh, I'm assuming, obviously you guys are using a, a power dialer and then you have some tools set in place, right? But you yeah. have a process to have that VA come in and then send the leads over to you. Do you guys, um, or do you pre-qualify the leads as you get them or? Yeah. Cause right does, now, I mean, usually, what's your process? Yeah. Usually you, I mean, you, the way you told me you have a, a lead manager, yeah, which is the one who sources the leads. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to hire another VA right now for that. But yeah, when the cold caller sends the leads in, I bring them uh, and basically source, you know, call like, hey, you know, are you at seeing if they're real instead of just tire kickers? You know, those people are like, oh, just give me an offer. Yeah. I see if they actually have a problem that I can solve. Mm. And that's when I actually consider the lead. Yeah. So, I mean, problem that you can solve. That's at the end of the day, like that's the business that we're in. We're in the people business and we're solving people's problems. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one, it's, it's easy to kind of, you know, forget about that or putting on a shelf when we're focused on the money, right? We're focused on closing the deal. We're focused on, on getting revenue in because we're in that survival stage or we're in the bootstrap mode where we're just launching. We need money for marketing and we're just yeah. focused on the deal, on the revenue. It's easy to forget about, you know, the, the whole point of this, which is, you know, providing a solution for that seller. How do you keep check on that? How do you come back to that space? Especially, I mean, I wasn't thinking that way when I was 21, right? My thought process was different. My priorities were different. I wasn't really focused in and then spending, you know, all those hours. Right now you're dialing three hours that you're cold calling for three hours. But what are you doing the rest of your day? So I start off the day, wake up and do my own thing. But at first I do my follow-up calls. Then for three hours I hit the cold call. New business, yeah. Yeah, and then after that, just any, any other follow-up calls I have. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get my real estate license, so I'm studying that. Uh, read, just, you know, kind of learn more about the business. So you're easily, easily putting eight to 10 hours into into the business a day, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have that and you have the six hours from your VA. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a, at least an average of 16 hours a day that you're doing and putting in, like pouring into this business. Yeah. I didn't have that discipline when I was 21. That's what I was trying to get to, right? I mean, I had other priorities and I was, you know, looking at different things, but your focused growth is like it really is showing it's showing in terms of results it's showing in terms of how you've been able to structure more deals and get a little bit more creative on stuff uh seeing different angles where you i mean you weren't seeing them before and when you're in acquisitions right you see it's almost like you're in this one one track mindset uh locking deals locking deals negotiating locking deals not and uh, when you have to step back and then really manage the lead generation then manage the dispo and create you know make connections and and nourish uh, those connections, your think gets a little bigger, right? You have to expand, you have to see things from different angles now, and you have to become that much better at what you're doing, otherwise you're gonna fail. That progression, so going from that acquisitions mindset, which is single track, and you were just used to doing one thing, if you had an issue, somebody else was gonna fix it, figure it out, and then jumping into uh, solopreneur mode. How have you handled that so far? Well, at first I didn't handle it good because, like I said, I, I go ahead first. <laughs> not good, not good. <laughs> so I was just like diving in, and all these problems came. You know, um, definitely on the money side is where it gets hard because mm-hmm. when you get that money, uh, you know that that book Profit First that you said about. I read that; it's helping me a lot now. But at first, you know, you gotta really take into consideration every decision you make because one little decision could just like lead you yeah. down the wrong path. But at the same time, you, you can't overthink it. But definitely, I mean, just looking at 
how you can solve each problem because it's not just the seller's problem you're solving now. Now you got to solve the dispos problem, the buyer's mm. problem, transaction problems, every single thing. Uh, and it, it's kind of like the same thing, you know, solving a seller's problem is just solving like that problem. So I'd say it's just more problems that you have to solve. That's pretty much it. It's like, <laughs> and like, you take it one at a time, yeah, like one a at a time. Wholesaling, a wholesaling business, like you said, is like a beast. And it's all about taming that beast and trying to like yeah. make it a cash flowing <laughs> business for you. Yeah. And right now you have a you have a methodical process, too, that you're following. And I mean, that helps. Right. You have because you have context on the overall picture. I know we've talked about, you know, hustle and then business and, and processes and all that stuff before. And and it really I think it really does make a make a difference. Right. on how you handle that kind of stuff when you're solving problems. Now, at least, you know, where the problem is coming from, you know, what section of the business and you can allocate yeah you know, resources or attention to it. Otherwise you have like, you feel like you have this big, one big fat problem on top of you when it's really just a series of three or four you know, little ones that are segmented. So I like that. Instead of overthinking and just being like, Hey, I got to solve, I got to fix my business. Like, no, you just got to fix these little problems in every area. and it all, it all come together. Yeah. I love that take on it, man. I love that take. Super cool. So right now you have, uh, again, you kind of jumped into it four months ago started, you know, spending all these hours and then just progressing through the deals. You've closed deals and then you have a couple of deals in the pipeline, right? Give me a, give me a rundown of that. Yeah. So I've, the first deal I ever got actually is the one that's already closed. Other ones are in the pipeline, but the first one that I did close was actually a cold call. Mm. Um, and actually it was, it was crazy I, how that works. Yeah, huh? It wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even my cold call. It was actually, cause I had a bad cold car back then. Uh, so you got to watch out which type of cold cars you get. But I had a cold caller. They weren't really doing really good. And it's when I was hitting my three hours of cold calls that I mm-hmm. called that guy. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'll sell maybe in the future. And I just left it on a follow-up. And those, you know how before when I start my day, I do the follow-ups. Yeah. So it was that time when I called them. It was like two months after I cold called him. He said, uh, oh, yeah, actually, my tenant's going to move out here soon. And he's, I don't really want to keep it. I don't really want to list it. So then, you, I mean, we ended up locking it up like that, just on a straight follow-up two months later. Straight follow-up two months later. Break it down. Give me some details on that deal. Um, what was, so he did, he just, he had a tenant, it was a rental property, and he wanted to sell the property and just get rid of it? Yeah, because the tenant was moving out. He was, he had another property under contract to move mm-hmm. to. And he's like, yeah, I just do not want to keep the property. I I don't want to list it either and have all those showings, all that type of stuff. Yeah. I was like, hey, well, isn't that I'm crazy? I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> Is it, isn't that crazy? I mean, uh, you wouldn't think that somebody just wants to get rid of a house, right? Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, I know I can do better if I go, you know, the MLS route, but it's not what I want. I want something yeah. simple, something, you know, so they're exchanging, you know, profits for time and convenience, which is exactly what you brought to the table. Exactly. There. It's just, you know, making him your friend, getting him, hey, you got a problem, I can solve it and we mm-hmm. can both, you know make something happen, make a deal happen. And that's, I put that in his head yeah. and that's how I ended up getting the contract. So uh, walk me through, uh, through the negotiation. Did, did you give him a price and he said yes, right out of the gate or did you have to work it uh, backwards? And no, so he, I gave him a price. Give us some of that acquisition magic that, you know, yeah, so <laughs> I asked him for a number and he's like, well, I don't really know. You know, I had to run some comps and I was like, well, what if I just sit down and run comps with you? So mm, right some, there on the spot. Yeah. yeah. I gave him some comps. I was like, well, you got this one selling for, you know, two eighty to this, to that, some at 300. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I understand you want to make, I, I told him, I was like, I want to make a profit. He's like, yeah, I understand that too. So then, I mean, I just kind of negotiated from there. I did my magic. Like, hey, you know, I, I, I need it at this number. If I really, if you really want me to help you in the sense that, you know, what you need. And 
I mean, he was just my, he's my friend. That's all it is. Making friends, <laughs> making friends. And I'm like, Hey, I could help you. He's like, you know what? If you could give me that number, take care of all closing costs, all fees. And I mean, let's, let's do it. And that property was a property where? Uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia. Georgia. So you're doing virtual. That was, a, that was a virtual deal. You were locking deals virtually because yeah. we're in Phoenix. Uh, so you locked a property, you wholesale a property you, you never saw in, uh, in Georgia. How much did you lock it up for? What was the ARV on the property first off? So the ARV was about like 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first he wanted like 270. And I told him I was like, I'm at 250. Mm-hmm. And we ended up uh, locking it up at 255. 255? 255. But I mean, it's all about connections because I had a connection with the hedge fund. And yeah. the hedge fund offered, I believe, around like 270 something. So we just ended up selling it to them. See, that's the thing, right? It, it's as you spend more time and you get more focused in, in what you're doing, resources pop up. You get new resources. Like you don't have to know everything. I guarantee you that four months ago, you didn't know you were going to have a connection with a hedge fund. Yeah. Uh, or that you were going to able you were going to be able to sell something pretty close to retail. So retail was what, what 300 you said? 300. 300. Yeah. And you locked it up for 255. It's a tight wholesale deal, right? Yeah. But if you have the right buyer for it, Changes the narrative. Yeah. So you locked it up at two fifty five, and how much did you sell it for? Uh, two seventy something. Um, we made thirteen on it. So. So you you made thirteen. Did you team up with somebody else, or or was yeah, that a yeah. JV on the on the buyer? Or I did. How did it work? Someone else. So uh, I had a connection. I had a connection with the hedge fund. I didn't know the hedge fund directly, but they had a five k referral fee. So I ended up making uh seven seven on it. Cool, cool. All right, nice. So you made you ended up making seven thousand dollars on this deal that was pretty tight to begin with, yeah. and it was a two month follow up out of a cold call, cold call right? Yeah. Just one of those leads where you kind of just throw back to it like, oh, he's not that interested, and I ended up. Just- I am telling you, <laughs> seven seven G seven thousand dollars at the early age of uh, twenty one. Um, yeah, I was making a different amount of money <laughs> at that age. So the biggest thing, though, the biggest thing here is that. Like you get proof of concept, right? Like you know that uh, this is something that's doable. Now you like you had locked deals before, you know, through a- as acquisitions. Yeah. But when you go through the whole thing yourself, like you know that you come in, you lock it up, you know how to market for it. Now you know how to negotiate it, and then you know how to dispo it. In this case, you're in a different market. I want to highlight this, right? You're in a different, completely different market. Uh, maybe your resources, boots on the ground, and that kind of stuff is not there. But you had a connection. You JV'd with somebody else who was more solid than you were in that area, right? Yeah. And then share the profits. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a big piece of the pie is better than no piece. No of, piece at all. Yeah, no piece at all, right? Just throwing that lead away saying it's retail, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wow, so proof of concept, you know, that kind of, you know, fired you up and it got you in a higher gear. <laughs> now you have, uh, you were talking about the pipeline. You have three other deals in the pipeline that are that are yeah. set to come in and, and close here. So I have one that's actually here in Surprise. Uh, I'm teaming up with someone else. They're flipping it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the profit is on that one. They're still remodeling it. But that one's basically, I kind of acted like an, as an acquisition because they're a bigger company. And we just, I ended up seeing them at the property when I went for a walkthrough. I was like, hey, what's up? Because I knew them. Yeah. And so I guess the, I kind of acted like an acquisition. You know, we're going to yeah. team up on that one. So. so you locked it up and then they took it down They <laughs> and then you partner up. Yeah. Basically, part- they partner up in your contract. No. So yeah. they, the seller, we we're both there. So they just ended up signing with them. But then I was like, hey, you know, we we're both. We we're both there, so let's just team up on this. Yeah, no problem. You know, yeah, we they know me and everything, because uh, I kind of negotiated the price a little bit for them to get it locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they locked it up under their their under contract. their contract, but you came in and then you. This is different, all <laughs> right. You helped them up with your skills, 
as far as how to negotiate, how to structure the deal and everything that you've been learning for the past couple of years. And then they used you in that sense. And then now you're part of that deal. You're going to yeah, make a profit. Because they, um, they had like five other different buyers. Yeah. And it was me and the other person that I knew. And they're like, yeah, well, we have like four other people that we want to go with. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, we could just get it done right here at this price. Like, okay, well. And then they just wanted to think about, oh, you know how sellers are. I try to get it locked up there, but no. What? No, yeah. never. <laughs> and then a couple, I believe like two days later, we ended up locking up at the price I told them. Yeah. Nice. And, nice. And, nice. Uh, this other one actually is pretty creative. Um, well, we still have to see, but it's in it's in Georgia too. Decatur, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a condo. It's worth like about 40, 40 grand. Mm-hmm. And the guy, I called him. He, he's a cool, busy guy. He owns his own restaurant. He's like, hey, Jesse, all I want is just 5K. 5k and you can have it what i was like what and then so i started asking more questions because i mean other people would just get excited like yeah let's do it let's lock it yeah. up but i asked more questions i was like how much do you owe uh how much do you owe on taxes you know all that stuff and he's like, honestly i do not know so, <laughs> i have no idea I was like, all right, there's some so. real estate somewhere and i have no idea i've heard of that one before yeah. yeah so so i mean it'd be a cool little buy and hold for someone you know just to wholesale too so i told him okay i'll write in the contract that if you owe above twenty thousand, yeah, we'll we'll just cut it. You know, no one's obligated. Cut to your losses. Yeah, you put a cap on it. Yeah. Smart. Uh, and if it's under twenty thousand that you owe, then we'll give you. We'll lock it up. Uh, move forward with it and give you five k. Yeah, just end up wholesaling. So it's contingent. Yeah, so they're running tight on it. So that can be. That's an interesting one. I mean, it can be a. a you know, twenty five. Yeah. Well, it's worth 40. The Airbnb is 40. 40. So, I mean, he could owe like yeah. basically nothing and I get it for five. Yeah, exactly. Or he could owe like 15K and I give him 20 and it's just a buy and hold. For yeah, buy and hold for somebody and maybe a 5K assignment yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. That one's open. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, man. I, I think you have, a, you have a virtue, which is focused. I've seen you uh, just hone in and then hit those phones. And just go through your process, right? And just like when you're there, you're there. You get in the zone. And I think that's really what it takes, right? And it goes to show. It goes to show there's a period of, of I call it stacking the deck. So there's a period of, of uh, activity. Boom, 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 boom. You're going through all this activity. May feel like there's not a lot of progress being done. But what you're doing is you're stacking those results. You're stacking those results. They have, they just haven't kicked, kicked in yet. But it, it's kind of like... I don't know. In my head, I'm thinking like Jenga. You remember, you know, that, that game, yeah. Jenga, where you have, you stack. Oh, Jenga, yeah. Yeah, Jenga, Jenga, however you say it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Jenga. Is it Jenga or Jenga? I think it's Jenga. Jenga. All right, cool. <laughs> Jenga. <laughs> All right. So you're stacking it, right? And then you're putting all the blocks on top of each other and whatnot. And then you start pulling things, pulling things, pulling. Nothing happens. Nothing yeah. happens. And then all of a sudden, boom, like it hits. That's the same thing. Like with the actions that we take, with the calls that we're making, with the follow-ups that we're setting up on a regular basis, like that's what's happening. We're stacking the deck. Yeah. And I think you've done a stellar job of, you know, at that over the last, you know, several months. So going forward, I, I will not be surprised if uh, instead of having, you know, one deal closed and three in the pipeline, it goes, you know, the other way around. Yeah, I mean, um, I already yeah, see it. I mean, yeah, there's no other outcome, right? Yeah. You're already walking that direction. You have a process that you're following right now. So you're starting to create some predictability in the business, which I think it's very, very smart. Mm-hmm. A thousand to fifteen hundred calls on a regular basis. It's going to give you leads. It's going to yeah. give you people that you can, you know, start to negotiate with and make offers and find problems so you can come in and solve them and get paid for it. Yeah. So. I mean, some, someone once told me that like those days where you don't feel like calling, if you don't feel like calling that day, that's like in 30 days, you're not going to have a paycheck. You're not going to get paid. You're not going to get paid. Yeah. And it's just like, like you said, stacking, stacking the leads. You know, you talk to that person that don't want to sell, but you know, hopefully you'll catch someone that does want to sell. You can find a problem for. So yeah, it's just consistency, honestly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it, man. And uh, you're doing a hell, a hell of a job. Uh, before we start signing off and whatnot, I want to—I just kind of want to tap a little bit into the mindset and the self-doubt that happens as you're going through this, right? I mean, not that we've had a lot of conversations in that realm, but I know it sets in. I know that there's days where we just don't feel like pulling the trigger on something. Uh, you just mentioned it right now. Yeah. Uh, there's days where like, oh, you know what? I don't know if I'm the right track. Is this, is this even making sense? Is this like, how are you dealing with that stuff? Because you're in it right now. Right now, you're in the middle of the trenches. Like you're you're right there. Like you're going head to head. Uh, and you're, I mean, you're just in the middle of, of the whole process of building yeah. your future, right? How are you dealing with the the lows? The, and I'm talking about the emotional lows. So, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you're, you're going to be, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the lows and all that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you've seen me in the lows too. I've come to you and be like, Hey man, I'm down bad right now. But it's like, all I see is just at the end of the day, I'm down there in the lows, but I just see the vision that I have. You know, I see the, the company that I'm trying to build, the lives I'm impact. I, I mean, I seen my, my family struggle, not struggle, but struggle with money. Mm -hmm. And I just think to myself, like, dude, that's not going to be me. Like, I'm, I'm not going to put my family through that, uh, my future family. And, you know, you just have to keep fighting, see the bigger picture instead of just how you feel in the moment. Just forget mm. what you feel in the moment and just, just look, look at the vision, look at the bigger picture. That's what it is. Focus on the bigger yeah. picture. I love it, man. I love it. Jesus, I'm proud of you. You're killing it. You're crushing it. And I can't wait uh, to see what you do in the future, man. It's, it's going to be stellar. Yes, sir. I also forgot to tell you, too, that I have that um that one deal in Georgia that I'm that I'm locking up or that it's in escrow. It's going to close for like 30 something, 30 something. So that, what? That was, 30K? That's a second bell, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be the biggest deal. Right there. Talk about that in four months, man. <laughs> yeah. Four months of buildup. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're going to kill it. You are killing it. You are killing it. So before we sign off, if somebody wants to reach out to you, maybe, uh, I don't know, JV, partner up with you, bring you deals, or just, I don't know, ask you questions or whatnot, where's the best place to find you? Uh, you could follow me on Instagram, Jesus Valdez 958 or you could just text me 623-432-6791. I'm available 24-7. Whoa, we just went gangster giving out phone numbers. You know, we only get 200,000 downloads on, on the episodes cool. here. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Tribe. At the end of the day, it really comes down on making the decision, right? Pulling the trigger, deciding on whether or not the search for freedom and, and all that, uh, you know, struggle that we're in the middle of is worth it. So as you can see, if you focus, if you put, you know, effort into it, it definitely is. And it can, something that can change your life. We happen to have stumbled across one of the best vehicles for generating revenue, which is wholesaling. I firmly believe that it's it's one of the best vehicles out there uh, in terms of um, entry to barrier and in terms of uh, return, return investment on the effort as well. So if you're wondering how to get your wholesaling business started, if you want to get started yourself, go to the Wholesaling Inc. website at wholesalinginc.com forward slash WBB and uh, set up a time to uh, have a conversation with one of our guys. Sit down with them. Ask them any questions that you may have. And if you feel like this is right for you, I look forward to working with you on a one-to-one -one basis. Until then, stay focused. You got this. Let's go. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.